You're listening to the People Over Profit podcast. Hi, I'm Justine Beauregard. Since 2008, I've helped scale multiple businesses to seven, eight, and nine figures by focusing on quality connections, not vanity metrics. For decades, we've been taught to believe that business is just a numbers game, but really, it's a relationships game. Gone are the days of prioritizing money over our missions and the people that our businesses are built to support. I created this podcast because I want you to make a difference in the world without feeling like you have to sacrifice your income or your integrity to do it. If you're building a business that puts people first, you belong here. Now, let's spend some quality time together. As much as the word pivot has gotten a bad rap lately, I think learning how to do this is a very valuable skill. I'll give you the perfect illustration of this, and it is what happened with restaurants all over the place during the pandemic. So during COVID, there were two types of people. People who immediately saw the obstacles and people who immediately saw the opportunities. All of those restaurants that immediately closed their doors guaranteed themselves a loss of business. That's what they were doing. They were closing their doors and accepting their fate. They weren't taking control of the situation or thinking about how to do things differently. They were accepting what was. They did not pivot. Those, on the other hand, who took risks and asked their customers how they would like to be served, who got creative and offered pickup and to-go services, who started selling online services like virtual cooking classes and done-with-you meal preparation, they had a 50% higher likelihood of survival because that is what it is, 50-50. You're either going to close or you're not, but at least you're taking control of your circumstances. Now, almost 80,000 restaurants closed due to the pandemic. The hardest hit were food trucks, which blows my mind because almost 25% of them permanently shut down, which is the opposite of what should have happened. Food trucks are literally mobile restaurants. They can do neighborhood deliveries. They can do pop-up pickups. They can announce where they'll be in advance and plan for social distancing events. Their overhead is super low compared to a brick-and-mortar restaurant with a high lease, dozens of staff, electrical, sewer, gas bills, all of that. So what went wrong? What went wrong is they didn't solve problems quickly. The moment COVID hit, These restaurants had an obstacle, not an opportunity. That's what they saw, the obstacle. They could close and wait it out, which is what many of them did, or they could have reinvested in new offers. Online memberships, cookbooks, virtual or social distancing events, building their audience and brand awareness for when things started to open back up, even investing in gas just to travel to a new place or do more deliveries. And I know that the pandemic was sort of an anomaly at the time, and hopefully it is ongoing, but it was a problem, right? And solving it quickly would have changed the fate of many of these businesses, including, very sadly, my favorite family-owned bakery, So let's talk about normal business problems, whatever that means. (laughs) Things that might arise without such an extreme factor at play, like a pandemic. So everyday problems that you and I have likely faced many times, I'll speak for myself, I know that I've faced these problems many times, and learning how to solve them quickly will allow you to move more strategically than just acting on sheer fear or panic, which is what we're gonna talk about today methodical, calculated risk-taking. 
And it's important to know that there's a solution to every problem, usually multiple solutions to every problem, and the solution lies right within that problem. So let's say your problem is, I'm not getting enough new customers. Your solution, getting more customers. So now I'm gonna walk you through how I solve problems quickly. And after going through this episode, I came back to this part and added in that this is going to be now known as my eight-step problem-solving framework. So it's not necessarily something that I have pitched or shared in this way before, but this is how I solve problems and how I teach my clients to think about solving their problems when we're coaching. So as much as I love to tie these things in a nice little bow and give you some sort of acronym to remember it by, I couldn't find one and I'm not going to (laughs) try. So here's what it is in short. Reframe, answer, question, answer, brainstorm, evaluate, select, implement. You don't have to memorize all of that. We're going to walk through it step by step, okay? I just wanted to kind of outline what we're going to cover in case you want to listen back to this at that point and say, okay, that's really helpful to remember. So reframe. We're going to reframe the problem as a question. So instead of I'm not getting enough new customers, why am I not getting enough customers? Okay, then listing the answers to that question. So things like, I'm not posting enough on social media. I'm not sure where to meet people or how to meet people. I'm not feeling great about my offer. And then we're going to turn these back into questions and answer them again. So let's take that first example. So we started off, I'm not getting enough new customers. Why am I not getting enough new customers? I'm not posting enough on social media. So the question would be, Why am I not posting enough on social media? What do I think is posting enough on social media? And then answering those questions. So I don't know what to say. I'm out of ideas. It's hard to come up with topics. I don't know if I have enough time. I don't know what the social media amount of volume should be. Then you're going to brainstorm some specific solutions. So what could I do to overcome these hurdles? And then just start thinking. So... If I don't know what to do, I could Google for answers. I could ask my current customers what they need help with. I could go to ChatGPT and try to get some ideas. I could just pose questions to my audience and use those to try to identify who my best customers are and then have conversations that go deeper with those people. So once you start to brainstorm what you could do, some possible solutions, Then you want to evaluate your options. And I like to do this by prioritizing the list based on how easy and how effective I think it's going to be for me. And then I can check each one off the list one by one until I find the right solution for me. So yes, this does require you to think a little more solution oriented. And once you land on the solution that you're comfortable testing, you can implement it and figure out what you need to do to make it even better over time. Now, because this is a process that I've used for a long time, and I know that there are some roadblocks within this process for people who are new to it, if you're new to it, you might be asking some questions. So here are a few best practices that I use when it comes to teaching people these methods and solving problems in this way. So first, you don't want to give yourself too much time to do this. So set a timer for 15 minutes. 
and then see how far you get. Land on a goal and then test it. Don't overthink it. The more time that you give yourself, the more time it will take you to do. And we want to give that time to the solution, not to finding the solution. Okay, you also want to almost take yourself out of your own body and imagine that a friend has this problem. So sometimes we get in our own way, okay, maybe a lot of the time. (laughs) And we can have a lot of trouble seeing past where we're stuck. So when you're asking that question, you know, what are some solutions and starting to brainstorm and you're just sitting there going, I don't know. I don't know. I don't have any of the answers. If I had the answers, I would already do it by now. And you go into the spiral of mind drama. No, we don't want to do that. What we want to do is think about helping someone else because that's when we get into solution mode. Okay, problem solving is very hard to do when you have that trouble seeing past where you're stuck. But if you imagine a friend saying, listen, Justine, I don't know where to find customers. I'm really stuck. You will feel more helpful and you'll naturally be more curious and creative trying to help them find their solution. So immediately, you're going to go into what I call savior mode, right? Like you don't know where to find customers. Why don't you know how? Who? Okay, let's see. What could we do? Where do customers hang out? What are, what are they doing? Where are they spending their time? How could we reach them? What could we say? And you're starting to try to help your friend. And finally, you don't want to be afraid to ask for help, okay? There is so much help available to you right now. And building a business means staying humble and admitting when you're stuck. No one but you, probably, is expecting you to do everything by yourself. And a quote that I absolutely love is, if you want to go fast, do it yourself. But if you want to go far, do it with others. And I don't know if you noticed when I gave that example of the brainstorming different solutions, but I was turning to chat GPT and Google for help in those examples. So you can do that. You can ask friends for ideas. You can see what it sparks for you when you do that. You can hire help. You can work with a mentor. You can outsource it. You can take a course. You can even go into groups and forums online and crowdsource for answers. I used to think that it would make me less valuable or less skillful for some reason if I didn't come up with all of my ideas myself, if I didn't do everything alone. I'm also very stubborn by nature. I'm a type 8 on the Enneagram, if you know anything about Enneagram. And what I've learned over the years is that there are so many brilliant people out there with so many amazing ideas The more you can learn from others and understand their perspectives and be challenged to get uncomfortable and think out of the box, the better a problem solver you become, okay? If you're running a marathon and you're at 25 miles in and you are alone, it is so much easier to just say, you know what, this is too hard. I can't do it. I'm not good enough. But if you are running a marathon with a thousand people around you who are rallying for you, who are doing it with you, who are rooting for you, who are passing you water, who are telling you and holding you up as they tell you that you can do this, you will go and finish that marathon. And one day, if you take that on, if you accept that help, instead of solving your problems quickly when they arise, 
you will get so good at asking for help and looking to be in supportive spaces that rally you to get to that finish line. You will become a master of problem solving. You will start to recognize patterns within yourself and others. You will see the problems coming. You'll solve them before they even occur. Being proactive instead of reactive in this way gives you a natural advantage and it makes you a stronger business owner. So today, I invite you to take one of the problems that you've been struggling with in your business or one of the opportunities that you're excited to make happen and try this framework and then measure your results. If you found this episode helpful, feel free to tag me with your thoughts and feedback at Justine Beauregard Coach on Instagram or Facebook. And if you have ideas for future episodes, I'd love to hear them. Just send an email to justine at justinebeauregard.com. And if you haven't yet, don't forget to click that subscribe button and rate and review the show. Your feedback means a lot to me and allows us to keep learning and growing together. I'll see you next week.